0: Welcome to this very special edition of the Dealer Talk podcast. So we are actually off season right now. We're not uh, scheduled to come back into September. but I had this amazing opportunity to put this deal together with an amazing guest. We're going to be talking about social media and um, how to leverage that in in the automotive industry, right? To 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 win more. And so. Um, I just you know, wanted to take advantage of this opportunity, so let's get into it. Uh, without further ado, the guest for today is none other than Mr. Bob Lanham. How you doing, sir? Did I say that right? Is it Lanham? Lanham, Lanham, it doesn't matter. Lanham. I'll go with it anyway. Bob Lanham, from Facebook, right? So you're the, the head of the um, automotive side, correct? Head of automotive retail. retail Kim yeah.
1: Stonehouse runs, uh, head of, is head of all of automotive for Facebook.
0: Right on. Awesome, man. So, dude, I am so excited to have this conversation with you. I've been a huge advocate of of just the platform and how to utilize it um, within the retail side of the automotive space uh, just to win more. The way that I see it or the way that I look at it is an opportunity for us to take back control of our inventory um, and really use that and leverage that to drive people to our website where we're going to have ultimately the highest probability of converting somebody. So thank you so much for doing this. Super stoked. Uh, man, I got a million questions, so <laughs> we'll see where this thing goes.
1: Ask away, man. And listen, it's it's an honor to be on. I'm looking forward to it myself. And I know you had my good buddy, Peter Lido on. Uh, I don't know if it was the last time or the time before. So uh, ask anything you want and, and let's get rocking.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a good conversation. Actually, um, thanks to you, man. Thanks, thanks for making that introduction and that connection. I really appreciate it. No worries. Um, All right, dude. So I typically kick things off with a, you know, just give us a recap. Well, you know, what have you done in the past, and you know, what are you doing now?
1: Yeah. So I actually just uh, was working with a couple students uh, at Detroit Mercy that was doing a paper. Obviously, they asked the same thing. So, uh, you know, I was fortunate. I got to start my career selling cars down at Toyota Sarasota uh, in the, in the mid nineties. Um, so sort of had my, had my tie cut for the first time when, when I, you know, uh, moved that first, right piece on, of lot. Um, really enjoyed it, you know, spent a lot of time on the showroom floor. Uh, and then I was moved to, as an FNI manager, spent a little bit of time dealership changed hands, obviously when dealerships change hands, uh, as do personnel sometimes. So, um, and that was right at the internet boom, right before the bust, um, so you know, after that, I, I attempted to start a couple of, of, of internet companies that that didn't work, but had fun doing it. Got my first job into the, into the digital marketing in automotive at at Microsoft. Uh, if if you remember, MSN the brand MSN oh, wow. with the color Damn. butterfly, uh, was fortunate that yes. Yahoo Yahoo came calling uh, about three years after that. Uh, then I had the privilege of being one of the the first few. Hulu salespeople when, when Hulu was getting off the ground in 2008 and we launched uh, in 2009 uh, and then have been at Facebook for the last five years and a few months. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of my path in a, in an abbreviated version.
0: Right on, man. So what about what about um, how do you guys see things right now, man, like with with COVID and everything going on? Obviously, it's an it's interesting times for sure. Um, 50,000 view like. um how are things
1: yeah really interesting times right like unprecedented and 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 mm-hmm. I'll tell you one of the biggest things we've learned is the first reaction by every dealer by any marketer is cut my marketing stop everything right it's it's their second or third largest expense stop everything let's figure out what's going on uh, and then we can once we figure out we can we can regroup and and what's interesting is I think what a lot of the dealers realized, and I will say a lot of the dealer agencies as well, is that we have been playing a bigger role uh, mm. than they may have anticipated, right? We're not as flashy, right? We might not have all the bells and whistles, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, here in the U.S., we have 223 million people on our platform every month and 171 million every day, right? So we have prospective buyers. And we also sure. have customers when they're looking to, to target their customers. So, what has been fun for me, and I said this to someone the other day I said, one of the things that I've enjoyed is that a lot of dealers have wanted to learn more about media. Like, what is it? Like, how does it work? Like, I've always just, somebody over there has done it for me. And it kind of clicked for them finally that, holy cow, it's my second largest expense. When I turn it on and off, I actually see. What happens, and then they start digging into what should I be doing, what shouldn't I be doing. So um, that's the first sort of uh, uh, I would say uh, uh, thing that I've learned um, or I've seen as dealers wanting to learn more. The second one is we've been really focused on because we've had this opportunity to take a step back is getting the ecosystem as well as even dealers who do it themselves to execute correctly. Okay, hundreds of agencies. Right, execute on behalf of us. Well, thousands in total, but hundreds in the US. It's a do-it-yourself platform. And and you know we're not boots on the ground. That's what the agencies are for. Uh, but we've been able to take a step back and, and audit accounts and, and look at pixel setup and and look at how they're setting up our dynamic ads, et cetera. And a lot of times we see they may not be set up correctly or set up to our best practices. So we're really trying to set take a step back and work with uh, the ecosystem to set up correctly, because when they do, I'm telling you her, we're one of the best platforms out there.
0: Oh yeah. Dude, no question. I mean, look for me, the, the, the as a marketer, the, 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 way to do it, or the, the goal rather should be to get the most frequency for the least amount of costs. That's really how, how you gotta, you know, that's what should, as a marketer, that should be your objective for your clients and dude, the cost is insane. It's so cost effective and it gets in front of so many people. And it's just, like I said earlier, it just creates this window, man. It creates this door to your website, which is, um, I mean, as a dealership, that should be your ultimate objective is to get people to the site. You know what I mean? And a lot of these, 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 um, you know, third parties and things like that, they're just not designed to do that. They're designed to house that customer on their platform you know what i mean they're not really designed to route that customer to the dealership and so with with uh, with ads on facebook for, for you know the as i see them for car dealerships it's just so effective
1: you know you talked about cost and you know we watched a lot of agencies or a lot of conversation happen about hey there's no better time to buy facebook right cpms are down costs are down you know our usage increased right everyone hit social while they were you know stuck in their homes or stuck where they're at um, so it's simple supply and demand, um, you know, uh, math. But I'll tell you this, we've always been probably one of the best buys in the business as it relates to cost. But one of the challenges that we face or the industry faces, media is put in a silo, right? Like, oh, I have a search person. I have a, I have a social person. I have a, a, a traditional media person. And none of them talk to each other. In fact, they, they compete with each other because they want to get more money. So what happens is, is people simply compare cost amongst us. It's like a race to the bottom against our own selves. But when you, when you look at cost across your entire buy, we've always been one of the most efficient cost-effective mm-hmm. buys out there. What, what Fortunately or unfortunately, I don't think there's truly any real you know, human benefits to COVID. But if we were, if we were to look at it uh, at a business standpoint, what, what it has enabled is people to have to look across their media plan and, and evaluate specifics. And then that's where they saw we always have been one of the, the most efficient and effective buys out there.
0: Yeah. So, so l- l- I want to I wanna kind of continue on this really quick because there's another thing that um, I'd love to get your perspective on. And that's the investment that dealerships make on Facebook before they, w- w- you know, not before, but as they deem it effective or not. So here's my, here's my, my point. Like a dealership will spend two, three, four, five thousand $5,000 on a third party site a month. But on Facebook, they're only willing to spend maybe 500 bucks. Right. And it, when they don't sell a bunch of cars off of it, they're like, oh, this doesn't work. That's exactly right. I mean, you put 500 bucks. What do you expect, man? I mean, you know, so can we talk a little bit more about that and, and kind of, you know, get it from straight from you guys? Dude, that's
1: a great question. And 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 you know, thank thank you to you for for, for, for A asking it, B kind of understanding that, I mean, that's exactly what we we live on a day-to-day basis. That's exactly what our our team lives on a day-to-day basis, which is okay, I'm gonna put an extra five hundred or a thousand dollars on Facebook. I assume I'm gonna see a dramatic increase in sales, right? And you're like, wait, 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 that's actually not how media works, right? Like that's actually not how anything, anything essentially works. So yeah, I mean, we're in a competitive marketplace, right? And, and you know, whether it's a third party in market site or radio or TV or, you know, whatever it is, it's, it, it, it's media, it's people, uh, and it's how you reach those people. And, you know, I'll just tell you this, and, and this is, this may be the best way to answer, answer this. Uh, and it's a little hidden secret uh, sort of in the industry, but, um, you know, a lot of organizations bundle their offering. You buy a package, okay? Mm-hmm. And they they, they uh, measure back on the package. And, you know, a lot of dealers don't know what's in the package. Uh, uh, Herb, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with dealer principals that said, well, I would say, send me your media plan and I'll at least show you where I fit in. And they'll send me their entire media plan. Takes them a couple of months to do so because they have to go figure out what, what what it is. But then when they do, I'll see like package A, B, and C. And I'm like, well, what's in the package? Well, I don't know. Well, go find out first because, and here's what happens. And almost every time you, you, you make the package transparent, we're like a big part of it. Right? So, so we're used a lot of times to drive performance and better performance for a package to maybe overcome more profitable offerings for the, for the person executed, executed, but maybe not necessarily the, the, the the best performing one. So I'll answer it this way. Um, Know that Facebook is used by many Mm -hmm. uh, to drive traffic to not only their entities, but also to drive performance in the packages that are being sold. Um, So uh, uh, I always basically tell dealers, well, let's unpack what you're buying. And as we do, they realize, holy cow, I'm buying Facebook five times. That's exactly right. And that's, that's actually yep. not a good thing because th- those five times are just competing with each other. We're robbing Peter to pay Paul and we need to stop that. Yeah.
0: yeah, man, dude. And I talked, I, you know, it's funny that you said Peter because I talked about this with Peter in our, in our session. But there's just, you know, there's just a lot, you know, in, in, in the industry. There, there's a lot of widgets. There's a lot of... Uh, platforms and, and, you know, dealers are very progressive, man. Like I've heard, I, I, I've heard in the past, this concept of, oh, you know, we're behind in the industry and I disagree with that, man. I think that, that the dealer community is very progressive when it comes to technology and, 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 you know, looking at things going out, um, you know, whether it be a widget or, 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 or changes and, and then they're willing to, and to back that up with their wallets, you know what I mean? We invest with their money. Now the implementation, that's another conversation, you know, that's a different story, but they're willing to, to do it. And so um, I think the problem is, is that they're, they're willing to do it too much. <laughs> and there's so much that how do you attribute, right? And then you got places like Google and Facebook that pretty much have all the customers on those platforms, right? And if you just got really good and honed in on on, on that, I think that you would just see um, the better results, and you'll be able to attribute it more, because the message now becomes um unified, right? So for me, it's four pillars: SEO, SEM, social media, and then video, display, YouTube, those sort of things. So uh, everything else, I mean, it's just it just it just complicates things. I don't know. I mean, do you guys see that that you know the stores that you work with or, or the, or the you know, when you're working with dealerships that only do that do less, um, but are really really good in those areas, they get better results. They they perform better. Like, what do you guys see?
1: So, so you uh, you know, you asked, you mentioned a couple of great things there. So, you know, I'll start with the first point. On you're right, dealers are progressive, right? They're willing to buy, uh, you know, that new widget or that new process or that new feature. Like, sure, throw it on my part statement. You know, I don't really see it, so but but I'll buy it. But it's how they use it, and then more importantly, how they measure it, which usually becomes the problem. So uh, between myself and the team, we've probably presented to over 320 group meetings. Uh, And for for those of you who are listening who aren't aware of what a 20 group is, a 20 group is 20 non-competitive dealers of the same brand who get together uh, three or four times a year. They submit their financial information, and they help each other out. The whole goal is to, is, to, is to help each other out, right? And what's interesting is part of that, there's an exercise, which is bring your part statement. Why why is it bring your part statement? Because a lot of stuff gets billed within a part statement. Mm-hmm. And many times as they go through their part statement and what's on there, I can't tell you how many times I've been in the meeting and they're like, hold on a second. And they go make a call and they're like, hey, Jimmy, what, what is WT? Bo-? I don't know. I don't know. Well, if nobody knows, like, should we stop doing it? And, and that's what happens quite a bit, which is,
0: True, man. Listen,
1: I said this to someone else on air. I said, you know, it's, e- it, it's, it's so easy to sell a, a salesperson, me included, by the way, I could be sold so easily. I mean, if you do a good job selling hook, line, and sinker, I, I'm buying And w- there's a lot of great products out there and a, and a lot of great people out there. So it leads me to my second point. There's probably a lot of great products, a lot of great features, a lot of great, great widgets, the problem is you can't look at them in a silo, right? And I know Peter talked about this too. You right. have to look at everything you buy holistically
0: yes. because
1: it all works together. None of it, none of it works in a silo. And I'll tell you this and I say this in every dealer meeting. If you, and I am always presenting to dealers, if you believe that last click attribution is the end all be all, then spend 100% of your budget on search because there's plenty of it to buy and you can just buy, buy. but the reality is that's not how media, that's not consumer behavior like that. That just doesn't work that way. Like people need to be brought products to them. They need to discover products, right? They need to, to see what the interest is. And then once they gain interest, they go do search. Listen, we've got stats, that we drive upwards of 30% of search for any product or service that's being advertised on Facebook. We may not get the click, but it was our ad that drove a search who gets mm-hmm. credit for that in today's world. Google, yeah, or, right. or yeah. but that's just not how it works. So um, there's a term in the media world that is, is used at the bigger agencies. Mainly it's called media mix modeling. It's frankly just understanding everything you buy, including the CRM platform, right, that you use to, to market your traditional, your direct mail, your equity mining platform, your social, your cert, all of it. You got to put it all together in, in, in simplistic form, then just divide by the number of cars you sold. At the very least, the very least you at least understand your impact of, of your advertising as it is right now. Then you can start pulling levers to say, okay, I'll cut here, add a little bit over there, move. I'll just change the model until you can figure out what what the max is. And uh, the takeaway from that is, folks, whatever you buy, and I don't care what it is, but first, know what it is and how it works with everything else that you bought. Second, don't look at stuff in a silo. It it truly all works together. Um, And the quicker you realize that, the quicker you're going to see that your, your second largest uh, expenditure is an expense or an investment. It's plain and simple.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And that's why, that's why I started DT vendor management solutions because it's precisely for that so that I could, um, you know, create a comprehensive view of all these the the data from all these vendor relationships and paint that picture because what happens is dude i used to be an, a, a a rep for auto trader and i used to work for for one of the distributors for toyota and go and consult with dealers and you go in and you talk about your product and your little thing oh this is what we're doing and th- these are you know these are the vdps and the conversions that we're getting but that doesn't help the dealer holistically. It doesn't help them get closer to their goal and their objective. And if you don't, if you don't combine all those things together, and you know, and and you have them set up to, um, you know, paint that picture so that you can get, you know, move to where you want to go, then it's never going to happen. You know what I mean? And then, God, imagine the times you got to do that times twenty different vendors, thirty different vendors every month. I mean, when do you sell cars, right? When do you run your business? So, um, so I totally agree, man. That's that's it makes. Yeah, I love that.
1: If someone asked me, you know, if there could be one takeaway you could have during, you know, these last couple month months that a dealer could grasp onto and then, then, you know, follow it moving forward. It is truly what I just said, which is understand exactly what you're buying in your advertising and marketing every single month. I've only run into a couple dealer principles. And I have a good buddy up in Cape Cod, Joe Laham. He knows where Every single dollar is going as it relates to his advertising and marketing across the board. Why? Because he knows it's the second largest expense. He has to know if it's working or not. Right. And we challenge dealers. And I know this comes from Facebook and it comes from me and it's bold. I get it. But I truly believe, especially because I've seen it and I've worked with many dealers on this. In fact, there's a case study that might just get, get released here shortly on it. That the average dealer could cut, cut, so not spend, like put back to your bottom line uh, anywhere between 30 and 50% of their current advertising spend. Oh, yes. And still sell the same amount, if not more vehicles.
0: Yeah, dude, that, this isn't an, an exaggeration. So I had a dealer group that I started working with them in January, and they were spending, this is no joke, I think upwards it was at forty-five dollars or $50,000 a month. We got that down to 5,000 through Facebook um, and, uh, you know, Facebook dynamic ads. And they were getting way more engagement, way more activity, way more more sales. And they only were spending $5,000 a month and all this other stuff that they had with third parties and all that stuff we just got rid of. Um, So if you do it right and that was a lot, you know, dependent on markets and things like that. But if you do it right and you set it up correctly, it works really, really well. You know what I mean? So
1: we'll also, you know, in the same breath of everything I've just talked about, um, we have a really cool video uh, and it's CPG related, meaning consumer product goods. So it's, it's PepsiCo and, and, and uh, Gatorade and um, Hershey. And w- what, what the, the case study was, was essentially this. Could you buy another media platform that can do the same or better than a current media platform that you buy? We call it a media replacement strategy. I'll, I'll say it again because I might have said it perfectly. Uh, c- could you purchase one platform that performs better or more efficiency, e- efficiently and does the exact same thing that a current platform does that it does for you. But again, you're buying it um, more efficiently and and it performs better. And we believe that's the role we play in and and we call it media replacement. So let's take TV or radio or something like that. Could a Facebook buy uh, do the same that you were looking for your radio buy to do? And and we believe it could, right? But the difference is it's probably less cost and you're going to get higher reach. So, Again, I'm selling Facebook. I get it. But for a dealer, look at your mix. Look at everything you're buying and then start pull those levers, test and learn. And you're going to find exactly what you just said. There's going to be a lot of waste on that media plan that you could cut and put right back to the bottom line.
0: Don't even lose on it. Yeah, dude. And what I love about Facebook as as a, as a, as a platform for car dealerships is that it uh, you get the frequency part. If you set it up correctly, you can hit the you you can increase the frequency of, of that of of how that ad appears. You get the frequency cost right, you, or you get the the cost benefits because of the frequency, and then you're st- you still have the digital component that you know radio and TV and all the all these traditional. I used to sell radio and television, and that's a, that is a. Um, that's a do it forever type of a medium. If you're going to do TV and radio, you got to do them all the time. There is no, oh, I'm just going to do it in season. No, because you you got to have that frequency, and it costs a bunch of money. Right. But you can have that on the on Facebook, and you can have the di- the digit the digital aspect of it, which is you know routing customers to the website and all that stuff. So it's, to me, it's like, dude, it's just so good. I just want dealers to do it. All the time.
1: (laughs) And this isn't even, this isn't even a sponsored podcast. I know.
0: Uh, This is frankly just just shooting the bull. I just, I just, I just love it, dude. It just works so well. It works so well. So So anyway. I'll I'll give you
1: a little glimpse of a case study we're going to launch. Okay. And I'll give you the background I'll get to the point really quickly because I know we've got a lot more to talk about, but, but the, 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 case study was this, right? Uh, this dealer heard me during one of the presentations that I gave at, at one of their manufacturer roadshow meetings, came up to me and said, uh, I, I believe it. I believe I could cut about a third or 50%. I'm in, I'm willing to test. Come to my store. Luckily it was, it was local. Come to my store. I'll tell you everything I buy, put together a media plan that I should buy from Facebook and I'm going with it. And kudos to this general manager. They did. Um, and here's the stats from it. Okay. Uh, this particular dealer, um, over a course of three months, okay, saved about $180,000 in media wow. spend over three months. And here were the results of Facebook. Okay, Facebook represented still only about 8% of the entire media plan. Okay. This is after they cut 150, before we were 1%. Okay. So they wow. saved 180 and obviously simple math, we moved up. Um, we reached, okay. So we were 8% of the media plan. We reached 47% of the available audience, which was simply a radius around their store. And that was simply budget. Okay. The budget that we had, that's what we worked with. And we reached 47% of their available audience. But Because Facebook has the ability to match back advertising to sales by uploading a sales database, we were able to see that we touched 55% of their sales. So 8% of their media plan only reached half the audience, but we touched more than half of their sales.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, dude, just come on, dealers. And they saved 150. Yeah, man. Yes. All right, so let's let's expand on that a little bit. You said something earlier that caught my ear, and I wanted to come back to it. You were talking about it, you know, how it's a do-it-yourself platform, and you guys were, um, <laughs> were, I, you know, you guys were. I don't know what the word is, if gracious or bold or, but you guys actually gave the answers to the test on your playbook, uh, um, you know, whatever you call it, you know, your your playbook guide, if you will.
1: Right. Yeah, our playbook. Um,
0: yeah, it's everything. It's right there. Like you know, just read it, learn it, and then go on the platform and start putting things together. Start practicing. Start, you know what I mean? Like just start doing it. Um, why do that? So, so why
1: do we create the playbook? So,
0: but why put it out? You know, why not get? Why not reserve it for just agencies or partners or people that you know get certified? I, I, I don't know. It just seems like very generous. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like I'm just, I was just, I'm, I've always been curious about it. I appreciate it, man. I, I, I've read it. I, I, that's how, what I learned to get stud what I've used to, to, to study and to learn. And I, 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 you know, I give it to my dealer clients too. And I'm like, guys, it's right. It's right there, man. Like, let's just follow the steps and we're good. I'll tell
1: you why we created it. Okay. We created it about two years ago uh, by dealer demand. Um, We'd come in the meetings, and remember, there's there's only a handful of us. We'd come into these meetings, whether it was a conference of two thousand people or twenties or, or, or however number, and we'd be like, "All right, well, see you later." And be like, "Well, hold on. Well, can we work with you? I'm ready to go." Like, "I'm like, no, no, we, you, don't, you don't work with us. You can work through an agency or do it yourself." And we'd leave, and people were like, "Well, I, I don't know even know where to get started. I don't know how to get started." So, uh, dealer demand was the reason why we put the playbook together, because we kept hearing that more and more dealers, whether they actually press the buttons themselves, at the very least they wanted to understand what they should be doing. Okay. Still hire out, but, but at least understand what they're doing so they could maybe ask their agency. Hey, why aren't we not doing this? So what should we do? So, so we created it for, for dealer demand. And, um, and I said this earlier, right? Like follow the best practices. You're going to look like a hero. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the industry still fights it, and I don't—I don't know why. Right? Like, no, no, no. I'm going to press all these buttons. I'm going to do it different. We're like, I don't. Why? Like, I'm, why? I'm, it's I love right what there. You, I love what you said. I, I, I gave you the answer. I gave you the way to look. The best. I just gave a webinar. I'm not going to tell you to who, but 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 the people that are going to be pressing buttons. And I literally said, guys, press this button. Don't press anything else. But pr- press this button. The campaign's running, they're coming back like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know. I was like, it's in the playbook, Right? So, so we did it for twofold. One dealers pretty much demanded us, Hey, you come in and you leave. Like we're starting to believe that you guys are, are, are fake. It's just, it's disingenuous that, that you come in, you tell a great story and then you leave and you don't help us. That's really what it was. So we said, you know what? We need a playbook. But the, but the second reason was we really wanted to push the industry, the ecosystem to, to execute correctly. And here's the thing, Herb. I did not invent any of these strategies. I'm not that smart. I I really These are strategies (laughs) that dealers have been running since the store opened. They just didn't know they could run the same strategies that they know and have been running. And they can run those same strategies on Facebook. Why? Because many in the ecosystem try to make us all complicated. Oh, no, this is social. You need to do this and this. That's not, it's actually not that anymore. It's run a brand strategy. You've been buying TV, radio, billboards, whatever forever. That's a brand strategy. We can do the same thing, but for a fraction of the cost. Run an intent strategy, what we call why buy here. Dynamic ads. Use data, machine learning, target people who are in market. CRM remarketing. A lot of dealers are like, wait a second, you're a CRM platform? Like, no, no, no. We're not a CRM platform, but but we can take your database, which is probably by far the best audiences that that out of anybody. Take yeah. your database, match them to our profiles, and then you can target them specifically. Sold not service list, least maturity list, equity mind list, do you name them. They're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And I'll tell you why, and that's something I want to just touch on real quick. There are agencies out there, and they'll be, re- you know, they'll they'll be you know remain nameless, but there are agencies out there that will not sell some of the playbook. And a lot of it has to do with they can't make money executing it. And if they can't make money, they're not going to sell it, even though it could be one of the best performing platforms for that dealer. And that's something that I have to combat on a daily basis and something that I'm continuing to to work on. So um, that's why we brought the playbook out is by demand. We were demanded basically by dealers.
0: Yeah. By the way, I'm going to, I'm going to link it here in the, in the, um, you know, in the description of this episode. So go there. I'm going to, it'll be there uh, on a, on a link. So go get it, learn it, read it, study it, and then use it. And you will get amazing results, man.
1: (laughs) Don't just use one piece. It's called a full funnel strategy. It's brand down to DR, or direct response, which is getting the click, getting the lead, getting the VDP view. When dealers, and this is any industry, by the way, this is any industry. By the way, I learned this the other day. Amazon is the second largest brand advertiser. Okay, Brand meaning they're not selling anything. They're just selling why you should buy from Amazon. They're also the largest e-commerce platform in the country, right? Mm-hmm. So The fact that an e-commerce platform where they're looking for a direct sale does brand advertising, they're telling you, do brand. So, But here's what we're learning, and this is what Amazon already knows. When you run brand advertising, which is what we call a why buy here, why should I come to that dealership versus that dealership that sells the exact same product, right? the exact same vehicle, exact same color, exact same packages, and you're just two miles further down the road, or maybe equal distance depending on where they're located. So tell me why I should come to you versus you. You have to tell consumers that, right? They're researching not only what they want to buy, but where they want to buy it just as much. So run a brand. When you run brand, you're going to see these lower funnel metrics, your clicks, your, your searches, your leads, your, your message, It you're going to see them grow versus if you just ran one or the other.
0: Try it. You'll see yeah, no, that, that's awesome, man. And that makes a lot of sense about Amazon, huh? It really makes me think. That's, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, you touched on the, the C, the, the well, I call it database marketing, but CRM marketing, whatever. Really? Um, and I, dude, I'm, I'm an advocate of that. Uh, you have no idea. Like I always tell my dealers, like, dude, you before you even spend a penny going out into the market to buy a new potential customer, You have a list of customers that have already said yes to you. They've already bought from you and they continue to say yes by servicing their vehicles at your dealership. So why are you spending all this money to get a new customer? We're just so uh, into the, I need a new sale sort of a deal. And we forget that we have a list that's just. It's cheaper to market to, you can send them an email and they'll open and and read that versus spending, you know, um, whatever it is. I think NADA stats are five to $600 per new vehicle acquisition. You know, you could, like you talked about putting that on Facebook and retargeting that customer that way. And I'll kind of want to expand on that because that's one of those areas that, um, dealerships are missing out big time. You know what I mean? And I also feel that they're, they're. They don't really get the full value of, of facebook as a platform because they're not doing those things and they just miss out because the, to me that on facebook that particular strategy is probably the most effective is to take the, that that list now don't just download all your dms and put it in there and then put up that doesn't make sense but you know seg- segment it do a, a a list for customers like let's say service customers that are defecting or lost do a list for customers that are uh, that have equity mining position. Do a list for customers that haven't purchased in three years that have fifty thousand miles or more. Segment those lists out and then upload those individually and create ads uh, to that specific um, you know list with a specific message that's relevant to to that audience and then put that on Facebook. I mean, what what are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, first of all, you and I connected because I really appreciated. One of the demos. I mean, you have your own agency, but yet you're demoing out in the marketplace through LinkedIn at the time. Hey, here's how you do CRM remarketing on Facebook. And and I, if you remember, I I respond I was like, hey man, thank you so much for doing that. It's 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 one of the best performing strat to, to be bold for for forget performing right like uh, 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 perform it depends how you define it performing. It will be one of a dealer's most profitable strategies. Yes, it's low cost you have a very, very defined audience. So you know exactly how to talk to them. But you heard me mention earlier, um, you know, the, the, the ecosystem doesn't sell it because they can't make money on it. That's um. a perfect example. That is going to be a, you know, uh, one of a dealer's most profitable strategies because, because it's, 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 it's so targeted with a relevant message and you can, you can, you can match it back to a sale or a rep- repair or, but it doesn't get sold. Because whoever's executing for that dealer can't make money on it. So they won't sell it. Um, so we're working, you know, we're working on that. So my, my thoughts on CRM remarketing, it's a must. It's a yeah. no, no, no brainer, right? Like your best audiences at a dealership is your CRM or DMS audiences. It's your equity money. You, They're just The same way you're going to do an email blast or you're going to do a direct mail piece, just run the same thing on, on Facebook. You'll probably see a higher return. Um, at a lower cost, for sure, a lower cost. Most, I have to say most, yeah. most likely, most likely no. <laughs> that's almost like super now that everybody knows that even though it's not, but uh, I mean, our costs, the target databases are fantastic.
0: Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy for sure. I, please keep them like that. <laughs> no. um, okay, so now I wanted to put my own strategies to the test and uh, see what you, you know, share them here for, for others to obviously benefit from if they're effective and if they're not, then learn right from from what better person. So, um, and, and in particular, the strategy that I, that I was talking that I wanted to talk about is, is a cold audience strategy because, um, I don't know, I have some thoughts and I, and I, and I, and I, and I wanted to put, you know, put them down. So, um, one of the one of the things that I that I help dealers with is to come up with an with a strategy on Facebook to connect with local buyers. So let's say 30, 50 miles from the radi- for radius from their dealership. I, I like to keep it in their backyard and really try to get as much from that as possible. Right. Um, and then when it comes to a cold audience, I want to target everybody like I don't like the it's not that I don't like but I feel like um I miss out on a lot when when I go into the the um the specifics of the audience like um excluding or including yeah things of that nature the reason for that is because I feel like I would be missing out on somebody that that doesn't even know that they're maybe looking for a car um, or somebody that's already been on like Auto Trader or Cars.com and spent hours doing research, and that customer is gonna be more um, focused on, on on saving price at that point because they're they've educated themselves. And so by leaving it broad, I feel that I'm just gonna potentially hit more people. And then I think about Facebook as, as it's face how do I say this? Like Facebook as, as a platform is more people don't go to Facebook to buy a car, it's more of an interruption to their experience. And so you're capturing that intent by them looking at that and being like, oh, that looks cool. I'll click. And that sort of a deal. And so I just feel like that leaves me open or, or it potentially could leave dealerships open to targeting more customers that, again, are not in market per se, but they see something, click on it, and then they engage. The, the only piece of that strategy that is critically important in my mind is qu- how quickly you are to respond because if you are interruption interrupting that process and somebody clicks on your ad and they end up um, you know engaging with it but then you don't talk to them for 24 hours forget it and that customer is gone long gone that, that interest that intent portion is gone and so you have to have some sort of system or or way to do to respond to that customer quickly like i'm talking almost immediately so what are your thoughts um, you know is there is there a way to enhance that strategy like you know what do you think?
1: So I want to get to the second part you mentioned, um, which is the responding and, and messaging. And that's really important, especially now, uh, right, with digital retailing. But let's get to your first part about, you know, targeting a cold audience. And, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, listen, dude, you get it. So I, I, love, I love the questions you're bringing up. Um, so many times, and, and this is understanding how optimization engines work. Machines. How do the machines work? Okay. Now with Facebook, you basically tell it how you want it to work, Mm -hmm. right? Hey, I want to reach people or I want to, I want to target people who are going to click or I want to target people who are not only going to click, but, but tend to do a specific action on my website. And every time you move down Mm -hmm. to get an action, you shrink the audience. Okay. Because you have to look at the, you have to understand the behavior uh, of people. And not everybody clicks. Not everybody does a conversion on your website. So if you only focus on them, then we're only going to deliver those people. But you're missing out on the majority of people. And I always tell clients, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you guys so hyper target and so hyper focused, you basically say that you only want to sell a car to someone who clicks on an app but that's not true because we know that a larger percent of those people may not click on the ad, but they saw it and maybe they clicked on another ad or they did a search outside. But if it wasn't for that ad that they saw on Facebook, which we call a discovery commerce platform, right? They wouldn't have taken that, that other action. So what, but you have to have a broader, a broader target or at the very least set your audience and run the reach objective so that our system isn't looking at people who sit in that audience and just click. They're looking at reaching everybody in that audience. So at the very least, you're giving the uh, the ability for people in that audience to at least see your ad and give them the option to, to click on, on that ad. So just to kind of summarize, because this is important. I always like draw a circle, okay? I always draw a, a, a circle Let's say, here's 100% of your audience, okay? When you set the system, to only target people who click or convert. You're taking this audience right here, right? And you're making it this big. Okay. So you've taken mm-hmm. this massive audience. But yet all these people who don't show that clicker conversion behavior are still buyers. So I always yeah. say it like this: you just optimize the way from the majority of people who buy a car. But it's easy to talk about, oh, I'm just going to target clickers. That's easy to do. Oh, I'm just going to target people who convert. because that's. Oh, I'm just going to target people who search on specific keywords because that's easy. Right? It's under- Go ahead.
0: And, and to add to that too, when you do that, now what you can do with Facebook is you can retarget that right. customer. Exactly. You, 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 you basically
1: push people from cold to warm to hot. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you would never get to the cold people unless you target them and target them with click based or conversion based objectives only is not targeting the majority of people. And we've run studies on it, right? We have seen when, 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 when clients have broadened the way they deliver media in our world, it's the reach objective, they can increase engagement and they definitely increase reach. Now some will say, yeah, but my cost per click went up. Yeah. Cause you reached four times more people. Of course, you're going in front of more
0: eyeballs. That's right. So,
1: and that's <laughs> and that's just all how you choose to define your success metric.
0: That's Love that, man. All that comes out. That's down. awesome.
1: So let's get to the messaging real quick because yeah. you spoke about it. Um, yes. I want to. I want to challenge the industry, and especially now because digital retailing is as big as it'll ever be. Right. It hopefully will change the way people buy buy cars. What we are learning is this, right? Our messenger usage has grown, even though it was already a very, very popular behavior. This is what we have learned. When dealers keep the messaging conversation, a messaging conversation versus trying to turn that messaging conversation into a form lead, which Mm. happens all the time, they see much higher conversion rates in close rates when they keep it a conversation. And I always ask, well, why are you trying to turn a conversation into a form lead? Oh, we need to put it into our system. So basically, Herb, it would be like you and I having this podcast talk and me saying, you know what? Let's forget the audio part of this. Let's just finish this podcast over email so we can track it through the through the old school tracking software. Like, I also, I just said this to a dealer. I said, okay, let, let me put it in your in your language. I used to take ups all day long. I used to wait for people to pull up. The doors would open. How are you doing? I'm Bob Lanham. Welcome to Toyota Sarasota. Thank you for coming in today. And script after script after script. Well, when you take messaging and you say, no, no, I just want to turn it into a form lead. Basically what you're doing is you're walking up to that up and saying, hey, thanks for coming to our store. Can I grab your email address or phone number? I'd rather handle this over the phone or over an email it's counterintuitive. All right. it's, I don't get it. Like you can look at their profile. You can see who they are. Keep it a conversation. Dealers who keep it a conversation have much higher close rates than those dealers who try to turn a conversation into a form lead, then into an email. Then you just follow into that whole world. And mm. I'm gonna, I, I've been using this quote. And I even emailed, even mailed your buddy, Sean Welsh, who you had on a little while ago. And he said it best, man. He said it right here. He, he goes, uh, you know, uh, businesses that still uh, live off of a lead count know nothing about people or process. Brilliant. I yeah. mean, it, it sums it up right there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Love that. Love that. Thanks. Thanks so much, dude. This is awesome. I know we're, we're getting close to that time, but I wanted to talk about the 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 social part of social media, (laughs) because I think that's another deficient area, um, when it comes to our industry, unfortunately. Um, so when it comes to, um, you know, building content, posting content, um, you know, for dealerships, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, maybe let me ask it in a different way. So I have a, a set strategy uh, for the stores that I work with, it's three pieces of content that we post every single week, no fail. It's behind the scenes, under the hood, and then we do some sort of uh, touchy feel introduction to somebody that works at the dealership. You know, it's know brand. You mean? Here's who I am. This is why I choose to work here. We show something we show a car, we show up a, a widget or a feature in the car, something car play, how to, how to, you know, how to set your backup camera, whatever. And then we talk about something behind the scenes. You know, when is it better to lease to finance? Is it better to, uh, when should I buy a car? Those sorts of things. Um, what, what do you see? I mean, is there, is there a, 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 best practice on, on, you know, content and because it can't be the stuff that's out there that, you know, the 9% APR come buy my car. I have cars. Yeah, of course you got cars. Of course you want to sell cars, but we're on social media. You know what I mean? We've got to be social. It can't be about um, the, the, the product um, or you or, or at least you have to earn the right to talk about your product by bringing value first. I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you guys just think?
1: So, when we get to
0: the the
1: social side of our presentation, when we're with dealers, uh, we have a stat: three out of four people who visit uh, an independent business physically and dealerships are independent businesses um, who visit an independent business physically visit that dealerships or businesses Facebook page prior to arrival. And I always ask the dealers, why do you think that is? Reviews? yep, yeah, probably reviews. Hours and operations? Sure, probably. But they're visiting your Facebook page because they want to know who they're doing business with. They want to get to know that business before they're about to spend in the old model three to five hours, right, with, with, with a dealer. And like I said, people are, are, there's a stat, 78% of people who are in market to buy a car within the next 90 days, already know what they want to buy. They're just now researching where they want to buy. Well, the Facebook, the dealership page is one of the uh, one of the key resources they use to decide where they want to buy because it tells them what type of business. And you nailed it, Herb, you nailed it, which is use your page to tell the people about your brand. The why buy, right? And staff appreciation, meet the staff. Uh, renovations, hours and operations—like you name it. Like it, it needs to be about the brand and the experience, right? If it said "sale, sale, 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 sale" in the feed, what do you think the consumer's going to think? I'm going to pull up, I'm going to park. The salesperson's going to run through the double doors, right? Open the car door for you and start going. Yep. Right, people. There's a generation that solely does business, business with businesses based on the type of. Uh, business they are to the community, right? What role they play, how they act. There's a lot of research out there that people will pay a premium to a business or a product for the customer experience. There's research in the auto space that has now said that more people choose a dealership over experience versus price. So use your Facebook page, use your Instagram handle to talk about the why buy, hey, come, and that includes meet the staff, delivery photos, still, still work, right? Of round, still work. I have seen people locally where I'm at dealers put delivery photos, and I've watched the comments. Hey, I know the Johnsons, and then the dealer responds, "The Johnsons are great people. Yeah, we're friends with them. Like, and it just creates this. Well, if the Johnsons are willing to buy from you, I should, at the very least, probably consider you when I'm when I'm ready to buy a car." Um so you're you're spot on use your page and your Instagram handle as your brand. Don't use it to sell. Let your advertising do that in conjunction with branding, but use your page for branding.
0: yeah, no, I love it and uh, um you know the, the another thing that I love about Facebook is that it's still at a I don't know how to say this, but it lets you. It still lets you do that. Like a lot of dealers don't know that they can. They can load up their inventory on their Facebook page. You know what I mean? They you can why you can iframe your your inventory into or your website into your Facebook page. So if customer, and it, there's a button on the side that says it inventory, and you click it, and you customers can see the car right there. You know. But you, if you're not doing those things, if you're not learning the platform and then, you know, kind of putting everything together, you're just missing out on a lot of opportunity. And then that messaging, you know, that, that not messaging, but that you got to treat them two different ways. Ads. Okay. Let's an ad is an ad. Let's treat it like an ad. We're trying to get a message out there. We're trying to connect with customers trying to sell stuff. Great. Social media is it's, it's social. It's about building stuff. It's about building your brand and connecting with your local community. So, um, yeah, man. Dude, thank you so much for doing this, man. I really, really appreciate it. This is awesome. A um, lot of good information here. Um, don't forget, guys. I'm gonna put the, the 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 playbook in the in the in the description of this episode. So go there, check it out. You know, again, use it. It works. Um, there is one question that I ask everybody that comes on the show. But before we ask that question, I wanted to ask you one last thing, and that's about lead ads. And the the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because that's what dealerships love to get. And Facebook makes it, in my opinion, super easy to get leads because not only can you create a lead ad on Facebook, but because of the information that Facebook has, when when the prospect opens that, the lead is already auto-populated for the most part. It's not 100% accurate. but For the most part, everything is right there. So all they have to do is next three times. And that lead has been sent and you can plug it into your CRM. So it connects, it goes right into your, 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 all your processes. Um, best strategies for that, for dealerships when it comes to building lead ads for, you know, within the car business.
1: Let me start off by saying I'm not anti lead. Okay. But, but, but leads are, are a fraction of the business, right? It's, it's sure, yeah. or less. Um, so, uh, a dealer should never only focus their advertising and marketing, at least with Facebook, for just lead, lead ads. And I know that's not what we talked about, but we see that all the time. We see mm-hmm. dealer and I'll go into their campaign and all they're running is lead ads. And I, and I always equate it to this, right? Like I was never taught in a sales meeting ever to take a physical up by saying, hi, welcome to Toyota Sarasota. My name is Bob Lanham. Can I have your name, number, email address? And are you buying from me today? right <laughs> never there's no script. There's zero scripts that say that okay? Well that's basically when you just run lead ads, that's basically the same concept mm-hmm. You didn't even say hello you didn't even tell me why I should even be here. That's why that brand advertising will drive your lower funnel advertising. Our lead ads are simple, right? The biggest thing I would say if you're gonna run lead ads, a shouldn't be shouldn't be the, 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 the only thing you run it should just be 10% or less of, of your buy. Um, but two, have strong profile questions. We allow you to add up, up to three quest- additional questions, right? So just make sure they're strong profile questions. Because we make it so easy to submit a lead, a lot of times what we get is well, I got a lot of leads, but they didn't close. And then I'll say, Well, how did you work them afterwards? Oh, we, we didn't worry. I, I, I called them and they didn't they didn't they didn't call me back within a day, so I, I marked it as as lost or closed. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. So just add strong profile uh, conversations that profile and get their true and true true intent so um i'm not anti-lead but lead I, I well and you know all the research you know leads yeah. is declining behavior right it's a declining behavior so we need to like progress above and beyond that mindset and and and
0: yeah, you know i I, 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 for me, it was more, I, I just wanted to, cause it's there. And I know that's, that's the one thing when I talked to this, oh, uh, you know, can we do more leads? I'm like, yeah, I mean, we can, and you can spend more money on it, but it's just not, I, it's not where I want to go with this thing. Like I just, I'm like, you can do, you can, I can train somebody here at your store to do that. And if that's all they want to do, great, then just have him do that. And, and you know what I mean? But that's not it's not going to produce the results that are going to get me excited. And I need to be excited about work, you know, dude, look at all these things that we're doing, look at how we're growing and stuff. And that's just, but you know, I figured, you know, let's, 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 if there's a best practice, let's get it out there.
1: A full funnel strategy will 100% uh, uh, outdo a lead only strategy
0: without a doubt. Without a doubt. responsiveness, I I know we kind of touched on this earlier, but you got, it's got to be, you know, you got to be on it. Like the 24, 48 hour wait times to respond to by that point, like, forget it, man. It's over.
1: We haven't talked about marketplace and I know our time is only, is almost up, but listen, like we have Facebook marketplace and this is so important for people to understand. Uh, Within Facebook marketplace for any listing, there are two forms of communication. Only two. Click to call click to message that's by design like there's a reason why there isn't a lead form embedded into into facebook marketplace for vehicle listings when we get people to engage through messenger and the dealer keeps it a conversation close rates go like this that's why messenger is the primary form of communication on marketplace
0: right on all right sir Thanks again for doing this. This is amazing. I really, really appreciate it. Tons and tons and tons of information here, guys. You know, if you're, if you know, if you're a decision maker at a dealership and you're listening to this, man, there's a lot here. Um, there is one question that I ask everybody that comes on the show. And that question is, where do you see the automotive industry headed in the next five years and why?
1: Yeah, it- All online. Transactions, all online. I mean, and that's probably in the next couple of months, (laughs) frankly. I think the second the dealer principal or the general manager changes their mindset from, I have to have them in the store to sell, changes their mindset to, okay, I can work the deal online. I can communicate online. That's the behavior that that, that, that people want. That's what buyers want. The second they change that mindset and embrace that, they're going to see much better. I am fascinated with the, 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 the stores that have gone to one price, one point of contact. I'm really anxious to see where that goes because most of those stores have the best customer service ratings. They have great reviews. It's a phenomenal process and it's the experience and we've yes. worked with experience over price. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know we talked about the next five years. Um, you know, it, this is going to be an online transactional business. It's going to be a delivery based business. Carvana's already proven that out. Vroom that just, you know, just did their IPO. They're, they're, they're obviously IPOing for a reason. So um, the mind shift, the mindset has to change up top at the dealer principal GM level. Um, once that's embraced, forget it. Like the technology yeah. is going to take over. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, man. No, I love that. And, and it's, you know, it's to me, it's one of the positives of the situation that we are right now, because, yeah. If before there was resistance to it, everybody's really talking about it now and willing to do something, you know, whether it's digital retailing, modern retailing, or, you know, some dealerships have gone all the way and and, and really made that online experience um, easy and, you know, a part of their, just how they do business. So. Um, Dude, thank you so much. Awesome to have this conversation with you. Really appreciate all the support and just, you know, just being able to learn, man. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, Bob Lanham, everybody. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. That's all the time that we have. And as usual we'll talk to the show. later. Thanks for making time for the Dealer Talk podcast. Dealer Talk podcast. You do not want to miss it. Not a problem in your store? This show might help you fix it. Though
1: we did not set bar.